guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole, the Iceman. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the Reds, who got swept by the Boozers, which was a very disappointing weekend. Anyway, if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up up to 1,240 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And as always, we're doing Super Chats in the YouTube channel. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing and give me a Super Chat, I would greatly appreciate it. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right. I had a very disappointing weekend with the Reds. Did not go the way we thought it was going to. So I figured I'd go to the one of the best Reds beat writers around. It's none other than Charlie Goldschmidt from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Charlie, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm in a, a dark corner of Great American Ballpark right now, so I hope this works out, but it's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, buddy. Yeah, you, you're looking great. You, you're looking as, as, as clean cut as, as always, buddy. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we had some big news today. Well, just some news, I would say. Nick Castellanos uh, was taking – well, not taking BP, but he was throwing, playing catch. Moose was in the uh, – doing some infield work. Senzel's been working on different things. What's going on with these three players right now? Well, you just covered it. But to expand, Castellanos was hitting the wrist on Friday. They're waiting for the swelling to go down. Uh, he might not even take a lot of swings before he enters the game, but he was on the field playing catch today. Uh, Senzel is probably the – okay, you got Moustakis. Yeah, Moustakis is where we'll go next. Um, today was the first time I saw him fielding ground balls out before the game. He was a third. He wasn't in his boot. He was playing catch with Senzel as well. I didn't see him swing, but he had a bat. Uh, with him, so maybe he was doing some work in the cages. Uh, and then there's Senzel, who has been the most, um, uh, I guess, has been more active than um, Mike Moustakis recently. Right. He's been taking ground balls every day now at shortstop. Uh, he's been going through some outfield drills with the rest of the outfielders, some of the starters as well, which is a good sign for his movement and his recovery. He's not doing some of the some of the running, the high knees, the base running that some of the other uh, teammates do, but. Uh, David Bell said he could be on a rehab assignment as soon as next week. He would be a big addition for Cincinnati. All right, so it looks like Moose and Senzel are getting close. Castellanos could be in the lineup uh, tomorrow maybe. What's what's David Bell saying about that? Yep, he's day-to-day. They they think that once he's ready to swing, it'll all kind of happen really quickly. Um, okay. There's no specific day yet. They're, again, waiting for swelling. That can be hard to predict. But David Bell said there have been no new concerns with Nick oh, Castellanos, good. no setbacks or anything. Well, that's good. All right, now we got we did have some transactions today, uh, which no surprise. Michael Lorenzen got put uh, on the ten day uh, IL, and they selected two guys that have never been up here to be in the bullpen. Um, is this them grasping at tra- straws, trying to figure something out with the bullpen, or what's your thoughts on all this? Yeah, they're going down the Louisville depth chart. You know, they've already brought up Brock, they've brought up Hembry, they brought up Osich. They brought up at one point Art Warren when he was active. Right. Uh, CNL Perez, you could throw into that category. I might even be missing one or two relievers the Reds have right now who have spent time in Louisville. And in their mind, um, Alaniz and Garcia were next up. Uh, Garcia spoke very highly of his slider today as a pitch that he has changed a ton, specifically working with the pitching uh, staff down in Louisville, which has helped those relievers who are now contributing to the Reds have a lot of success. Those coaches have been very helpful for Garcia specifically. And, Alanis might have been the Reds' best pitcher in AAA over the course of the season. 
every time I went to Louisville, someone would say to me, hey, you know, RJ is looking pretty good. And, you know, he's 30. He's had some experience in the major league before. It's not like he's some exciting rising prospect, but maybe right. he could uh, stabilize some, some innings when he's here. They got to find something. I mean, uh, Crip, keep it on here, wants to know how is uh, TJ doing? How's TJ? How's Sims? Are they close? Yeah, um, I know I've seen Lucas out playing catch, I've, and I've seen TJ out as well. I'm not sure if he has been playing catch yet at this point. The expectation is that Lucas Sims might be a week or two ahead of TJ Antone, but neither have been ruled out as a significantly long-term injury. Neither of them were on the 60-day IL. Uh, they're coming back and kind of resting their arms. That's what you do with that injury. Right, right. Now, if this, I mean, if this past weekend doesn't <laughs> just put a – beacon a red light on the bullpen i don't know what will because the two games we lost to my opinion is solely because of the bullpen now yesterday's game they just kicked their ass that's <laughs> that just happened but you had to lead in friday night's game bullpen couldn't hold it. you had to lead in saturday's game bullpen couldn't hold it i mean it's i don't know what they're going to do man saturday was a specifically tough loss because casillo had one of the best starts you can imagine yes. six shutout innings his slider right. was honestly the best i have ever seen it with the amount of swings and misses he was getting, he hadn't done that any start with his slider. And, of course, he's had great starts leaning on his fastball sinker and his changeup, but all four pitches were working. And then the Reds had chances at the plate in the eighth and again in the ninth and then in the tenth and the eleventh getting the winning run on base or, uh, or uh, Saturday. to the plate even. Dude, yeah, talking Sat about Saturday, yeah. Yeah, Saturday just seemed like to me, and now this is being sarcastic, but it seemed like the bullpen was like, you know what, no matter what you guys do, we're going to give it up because <laughs> every time the Reds come back to tie it up, the very next inning, they give up another run. Yeah, you know, obviously that's not how it works. I but, know, um, I know, but it's still frustrating, man. Oh, All I can tell you is that the Reds recently have been more consistent with roles in the bullpen than they really have at any point of the year. Brad Brock gets the toughest right-handers in the order the first time through. Josh Osich gets, or excuse me, Amir Garrett gets the toughest left-handers in the order the next time through. Josh Osich and Ryan Hendricks kind of get that next wave of hitters bridging the gap then if they need, say, in the, bridging the seventh or the eighth, then to the ninth. Keith Hembry has kind of become the ninth-inning guy pitching in that inning in his last eight appearances. So roles are kind of stabilized. They're putting the pitchers in those roles that have been successful, obviously, though the results on Friday and Saturday weren't what they had been to that point. Yeah, it was uh, Saturday. I was so frustrated with that game because they kept coming back and coming back and it just, I, I don't, I'm, is there any hope? I mean, for the bullpen, is there, have you heard anything about any trade rumors or anything that the Reds might be doing to try to improve this bullpen? You know, cause the, the, the trade deadline is coming up here pretty quickly. Yeah, one, one note to make is that, you know, we haven't seen any relievers really get traded yet. True, true. That market hasn't heated up in a big way. Uh, none of the markets have really, aside from the Brewers being extra aggressive and going out and getting two guys. Uh, and the Cubs then also made their own deal, trading Jock Peterson to Atlanta in a sell-off move. The, the trade market hasn't woken up yet. Uh, now, you can go out and get a reliever. It's just about whether that's at a, at a price you're willing to pay. Uh, so it all depends on how the Reds view their prospects individually, how opposing teams view the Reds' prospects, and where they can line up on the right guy. Because relievers, every team has relievers, uh, specifically late-game relievers as well, who have had success. It's about finding the right match. And... You know, we'll see if the right match ends up getting made. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we went uh, into the All-Star break optimistic, like, all right, we're four games out. You know, if we, I'm, I'm saying on my show Friday, if we sweep this, we can be within one. I didn't expect them to sweep us. Now we're back to seven games out. So, But it's still, 
within reach for the Reds because I, I can't remember. Lance McAllister tweeted this out, but I, I think a lot of the teams that the Reds are playing here in the second half are not winning teams. Is Am I correct on that? You are, and the other thing the Reds have going for them is, you know, especially compared to the division, they really are the only team in the division that has starters who have consistently had this type of workload over their careers. The Brewers' top three, Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, are – pretty much about to or already have topped their season high in innings and have never gone this far before. Right. Uh, of course, St. Louis's starting rotation is in shambles uh, just yeah. with injuries. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But um, they're starting guys. You, uh, you know, they're starting guys who would be middle of, the rele- middle of the rotation guys in Louisville just based off how the Reds' rotation is structured depth-wise. And the Cubs' rotation has been their weakness the entire season. And then there's Pittsburgh. So the Reds, if you want to find something to be optimistic about, it's the schedule and the fact that Casillo, Gray, Mally, Miley have been um, like 200 inning starters multiple times in their career. Right. And then on top of that, you know, Gutierrez is still a little low workload behind him. You have a guy like Riley O'Brien who's well regarded in the organization. You have Jeff Hoffman who's coming back on Wednesday. I should have mentioned him. Oh, yeah, He's a guy that's pitched significant yep. amount of innings during his career. So, uh, and then of course, if you need them. You got Green and Lodolo. So the Reds do have so much more depth and so much more uh, proven long inning guys, uh, you know, guys who can get a lot of innings in during a season. So that's a reason for optimism. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I, we're seven games out. We're, we're not out of this. And and I, the David Bell, they brought Hoffman. He's having him start. I know you got to get out of here real quick. Um, do you think that's uh, the beginning of a six-man rotation or is this just a one-time thing? It sounds like a one or maybe two time thing. And, you know, we'll see. Maybe Hoffman sticks in the rotation as the fifth starter. Maybe he doesn't. But Hoffman starting on Wednesday isn't about Jeff Hoffman. It's about getting specifically Luis Casillo and Tyler Malley an extra day of rest because they pitched right before the All Star break and then they pitched right after the All Star break. Some of the other guys got four, five, six, seven days between starts, and those two guys didn't. Uh, so now them getting that extra day just helps because they didn't really get a true All Star break. Exactly, exactly. All right, Charlie, you say you give me 10 minutes. I'll let you go, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Any Anytime you want to come on here, come on, tell everybody where they can follow you. I know you got an article you just tweeted out. Uh, I think it was about uh, Jesse Winker. You can talk about that if you want. Yeah, just all my work's up on Cincinnati.com and the Cincinnati Inquirer. I really appreciate you guys following. And Iceman, good talking to you. Really all good right, brother. Up. Take it easy, Charlie. I hope we'll get a win tonight. It sounds good. <laughs> all right, man. See ya. All right, guys. Sorry, I couldn't. He could only give me 10 minutes. I know you guys had questions in the chat, and I, I could not get to them. So <laughs> that's why I kind of said, get on here quick, because he can only give me 10 minutes. But, um, it, it, yeah, I'm going to get the Royal Flush Terry here. You say the, the, the Brewer schedule isn't that tough either. That is the thing that is, you know, not optimistic for, for the Reds. And, and the, one, the, the one thing to me that where the – the Reds do not match up with the Boozers is the bullpen. I mean, it's plain and simple. The first two games we could have won if we had a, I won't even say a lights out bullpen, a, a competent bullpen. And, and this bullpen drives me nuts because sometimes these guys can come in and they pitch really good. And other times they don't like, I mean, I was just saying, I, I was like, maybe Armin Garrett, maybe Ar- Armin Garrett is back. back. Nope. <laughs> he blew up this weekend. It's it's just so frustrating. So it, it is going to be fun to watch. They're not out of it. Yeah, they're back to seven games out, but they've climbed out. How many times have they climbed out of holes this year? 
I mean, you know, they've climbed out six-game holes, seven-game holes. They've done it before. There's time to do it. So it's not over yet. We'll see what's going on. Uh, uh, Devate, the, 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 I think it's Jones, Mrs. Jones. I was going with Mrs. Jones because I don't like, I don't want to mess people's names up. Are we going to sweep the Mets this week? And are we going to sweep St. Louis this weekend? I hope so. I think there's a, um, well, Mets are pretty good. Now, the good thing about the Mets this weekend is we don't have to face, uh, Negrom. He is on the IL. So, that's a good thing for us. Will we sweep them? I don't know. Their Mets are a good team. St. Louis is always hard for us to beat no matter what. Orange Arrow, what's up, buddy? And since Orange Arrow is on here, if you guys are into fantasy football, go to his Twitter page. You can join his fantasy football league. The proceeds are going to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. It's all pinned to the top of Arrow's um, Twitter page. So make sure you go check that out. And Arrow... How fired up has Elizabeth gotten you for this season? Dude, she's gotten me so fired up for the Bengals. And it's – it's. I can't wait. I mean, I got I got some stuff here. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that here since you brought that up, Errol. Because, uh, uh, well, first of all, she announced the juggle is going to be at full capacity, which is awesome. No restrictions, no nothing. We can go there, have fun, have a blast. It's going to be really, really cool. And then she wrote this today uh, about the rule ruling the jungle, how we want to have our fan base, you know, be excited, enthusiastic. You know, I mean, we got so many guys that are coming out of the woodworks to dress up and do different things. And the cool thing that she announced today also is this Thursday, they will be having a press conference to announce the full, the first full inaugural class of the Ring of Honor. So I don't know what time Thursday, so just keep your heads up for Bengals. They're going to have the official Ring of Honor announcement, the first four. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Ken Riley and Ken Anderson, along we know Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz. But I am exci- excited as I can be for the Bengals. I, I can't, I can't wait. I mean, there's, I was getting into some, I don't want to say Twitter word, just conversation right before the show started. And I kind of put this out there on Twitter, which I said, you can go on my Twitter and you, fi- you can find it where I said, are you, what do you have more faith in? And I think it's pretty, it's pretty easy to say which one now, but the Reds bullpen or the Bengals offensive line. And I know everybody's going to say the Bengals offensive line, which I agree. I completely agree. And the reason for that is, yes, the Bengals could have done more on the offensive line. I agree. They could have done more. They could have, you know, went and got some pro bowlers. They could have, they could have drafted uh, Pinnell Sewell. They could have done that. I still think they did enough to make this offensive line, offensive line good. And I've said this on my show a million times. The Reds did absolutely nothing to improve this team whatsoever in the offseason last year. They actually retracted from the bullpen. We traded Iglesias. We did not re-sign Archie Bradley. So, yes, I – and that's why at the beginning of the year I wasn't – I mean, I was fired up for the Reds, you know, but I was nowhere close to as fired up for the Reds as I am about the Bengals, about what they've done. Because, yes, the Bengals, we don't know about the defense. We don't know if they can stop the run. We don't know if they can get pressure on the quarterback. But the thing is – there are talented guys there who have done it in college and they've also done it in the pros in the past. And there's depth at both those positions. 
There's depth at the secondary. There's not as much depth in the offensive line, especially since we lost identity. Hopefully they'll address that. But that is the reason that us Bengals fans are fired up about the Bengals this year and how much talent do they have. I do think they have talent. I think this is the most talented team that Zach has had in this week is going to his third year as Bengals head coach. So, yes, I think I have more faith in the Bengals offensive line than I do the Reds bullpen. All right, let's get into some of these comments. Terry, what's up, buddy? Uh, if by some miracle of a chance we make the playoffs, I think you're talking about, yeah, Reds, we simply don't have the pitching staff to compete against top-tier teams. This weekend was embarrassing, to say the least. I agree with you, Terry, and I, I've kind of said that, you know. If we make – because in the bullpen, in, in the playoffs, the bullpen is huge. I mean, it is you got to have a good bullpen to, to great bullpen to do anything in, in this, you know, and last year we had the pitching area, which couldn't hit the freaking ball. And somebody tweeted out to me saying that, well, we need, we don't need pitching. We need bats. I'm like, what games were you watching? <laughs> like they lost the first two games because of the bullpen, because of pitching, not because of bat. They were winning both those games. So the, the biggest thing I'm like, I don't even care about the shortstop anymore. People talk, get Trevor story. I don't care. We don't need a shortstop. I mean, yes, we need one. Our bigger issue is the bullpen. If Senzel could come up, here, come up here and play some shortstop, that would be huge. I mean, I have no idea if he can. I, I mean, he's never – they've tried it before. He's never been good at shortstop. But he's got to be better than Gino at shortstop. And, again, I'm sorry Gino is not hitting again. When Moose comes back, if Senzel is healthy and can play shortstop and is hitting, I'm putting Moose at third and Senzel at shortstop. And let's go. Let's see what happens. All right, let's see here. Rabbit. I'm going to be at the game Thursday night. Hopefully you'll see a winner, buddy. I hope so. Man, when it, feel, when it feels good being a Bengals fan, it really feels good. Yes. It, and that, well, I mean, we've had so many years of no playoff wins. And I'm not saying we're going to win a playoff playoffs this year. I mean, I think we have a shot at going to the playoffs. I really, really do. Look, the odds are against the Bengals to not win more than six and a half games. Do you guys really think the Bengals are going to win less than six and a half games unless they get completely injured? And even if they do get injured, I think they got depth in a lot of positions where they can handle it a lot better than they did last year. So I don't see how Vegas has us only winning six and a half. I really don't. I'm one of these days I'm going to make that bet. I'm going to I'm going to take it and uh we'll see what happens. All right, Terry, what's up, buddy? Bengals pass rush will surprise the masses. I, Terry, I'm with you on that. I think our pass rush and our run stopping is going to be a lot better because we have multiple guys. When the Bengals were going to five straight playoffs, we had multiple guys that could rush the passer. We had multiple guys that could stop the run. You know, you need more than one guy, you know, to, and we have it now. We have the talents. I mean, it's got to get proven on the field, obviously. But we have this, we have the talent. We didn't have this talent on the defense in, I don't know what, five years. I mean, it was historically one of the worst defenses in football. That's what Lou took over. So you got to, I've been hard on him here, but you got to try to give him some slack and give him some credit for what may happen. And I think he's got a good shot of actually doing it this year. 
And like I said, the players are bought in. And that is a huge, huge thing. Once the players bought buy in, you got to have the players buy in for any of this to work out. The players buy in, then they aren't going to question what, what you're asking them to do. Like, all right, then they'll just go do it, you know, and they'll understand what the plan is, what they're supposed to do. So I do think we're going to get a pass rush. I do think we're going to stop the run. And if we can do it on defense, our offense is going to be awesome. And I know people talk about our offensive line, but I'm telling you, Quentin Spain, he is on a mission this year. I think that dude is going to have a phenomenal season. I really do. I have I just have a good feeling about the stuff I'm hearing from him, how he's been working, how he's out to prove everybody wrong, and that's what this team all has. They got chip on their shoulder. Joe Burrow has had a massive chip on his shoulder for years, you know, for, for not getting a start at Ohio State, having to go down to LSU and prove his way there. Now he's with the Bengals, and, oh, you don't want to go there. The Bengals are a terrible organization. They don't ever win, yada, yada, yada. He gets injured. Oh, you won't be back till November. Oh, yeah? He was back by um, OTAs. I mean, not full full strength, but nobody thought he'd be there. That dude is out to prove you wrong every single chance he gets. And that rubs off on every single one of his teammates. That's one of the reasons I think we have a very good chance to surprise some people this year. All right, Crypt, what's up, buddy? Fired up for the Bengals and Bearcat football season this year. Can't wait, but let's go Reds. Exactly. I mean, the Bearcat football, and that's another one. You can put a bet on to win, I think it's, 10 games, 12 games. I can't remember what it was, but I'm nervous to do that. The only reason I'm nervous, it's hard to go undefeated one season. I don't care what conference you're in. That's hard to do. Hard to go undefeated for one season, let alone two seasons, let alone going to Notre Dame and going to Indiana and beating them at their home. If they do that, it's going to be massive, and I don't. They're going to they're going to do everything they can to keep us out of the pro or out of the, the college football playoffs. So I mean, if we lose one game, we're out. I mean, that's that's just, let's face facts here. But if we don't, it's going to be really hard to keep them out, especially the performance they did last year in the Peach Bowl against Georgia, and they have a potential of having four first round picks on their team. So. It's going to be fun to watch Bearcat football. I I can't wait. I cannot wait till football season starts. It's going to be the Bengals are going to be good this year. The Bearcats are going to be good. I'm super pumped. Uh, next week you got the the training camp open for for the public on Saturday. I'm planning on going. I, I'm just I can't wait. I'm so excited about Bengals and and Bearcat football. It's going to be an absolute blast to watch this year. All right, let me get to the. Before I get to more comments here, let me get to some other stuff that I have down. Now, this is one, and I tweeted this out earlier today, too, that ESPN and their infinite wisdom ranked the Bengals 29th. Now, I'm not saying we should be in the top 10, but my God, they've got the Jacksonville Jaguars higher than us. The Jaguars. 
Really? How are they ranked higher than we are? I don't get it. I mean, that that's just one. I mean, at 20, I, like I said, I'm not expecting us to be in the top 10. I'm not that delusional, but top 25, you know, top, I don't know, top 50, I mean, not top, at least top 25. We're 29th. I mean, that's just, I know we, we get no respect, but the Jacksonville Jaguars, what have they done? You know, they got them right, right higher than we do. I don't, I don't get that at all. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's get to Terry. You were next. Okay, just watched Emeritos, or excuse me, Armadillos. I almost said his real name. I'm going to say his real name here when the defense does, does good, I promise. With Dave Lapham on YouTube, my opinion of him is only slightly more fa- favorable than before. I watched the interview, still don't like Louis the DC. I actually listened. I didn't I didn't watch, I listened to it on uh uh laps um podcast. It's uh, in, in inside the trenches with Dave Lapham. And I'm trying to get Lap back on, but he just messaged me and said he's getting really, really busy, which I figured that was trying to get him on before that. Hopefully Lap will come back on the show sometime. But yeah, Terry, I listened to that that podcast too and it made me like him a little more. Um I I think he's a good I don't think he's a bad guy. I mean I really don't. You know, I just the defense. I'm a Bengals fan, and he's a defense coordinator. So the things that he's done have irritated me. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen a lot that he's done that I've liked. Granted, they don't have haven't had the talent to do what he wants to do. That's why I think this year they had the talent to do what he wants to do. So we'll see what's going on. William House, what's up, buddy? Who day? Who day? All right, let's see here, Juwan. Do you think Michael Lorenzen's injury sealed Davis Bell's fate as manager? Absolutely not. Nope. Because even if the Reds don't make the playoffs this year, there's no way in hell David Bell deserves to be fired. Absolutely no way. If they fire him, they're dumb. Because it's the front office's fault that this team is like this. It's not David Bell's fault. I know everybody wants to get on David Bell. Trust me, I've gotten on David Bell a ton. But not this year. This year is not his fault. Yes, okay, he could he could have kept uh, Castillo in a little longer on Saturday. But he's got to be able to go to the bullpen sometime. And they just had, you know, the all-star break. So they should be nice and rested up and pitch good. You know, I mean, he tried to not go to the bullpen on Sunday and try to stick with Sonny Gray as long as he could before he went there. You know, this is not David Bell's fault. I think David Bell has actually done one of his best managerial jobs out of three years he's been the manager of the Reds. So if they fire him, then Bob Cassidy needs to fire himself because that's the reason the Reds are in the situation they are in. It's the bullpen. It's it's the bullpen. That is the reason this team is seven games out. How many games have the Reds' bullpen blown this year? And it's not one or two runs. They'll blow six-run leads in one freaking inning. That's not David Bell's fault. That's ownership. That's their fault. So, no, I don't think they should fire David Bell at all. At all. And this comes from me, who called him the bad scientist and didn't like the way he managed. You know, this is not his fault. Sorry. I'm just – everybody's coming at David Bell, and I'm like, it's not his fault. I'm just – yeah, all right, let's see here. 
Loki. Ooh, I liked your show. Loki is a good show on Disney. I'm a huge Marvel fan, and that's one. Of, if you guys not have have not seen Loki, <laughs> go check it out. If you're a Marvel fan, it's really good. All right, let's see here. Uh, I don't know, or yeah, I don't know. Think our players are the problem. It's our coaches, Zach and Lou. I talk about the Bengals. I see. I differ on that. I still think Zach is potentially a good head coach, potentially a good play caller, because I've seen more good out of him than bad. I know everybody gets mad because he threw the ball so much last year. But at that point when Joe Burrow was there, that was our best weapon and the best way for the Bengals to win. You know, he's trying to win games. They couldn't run the ball. They got better later on the season because they added Quentin Spain. <laughs> I think that was a huge. And Serafilia, uh, toward the end of the season, those are our two guards. So when those guys are in there as our guards, that's when the Bengals could start running the ball. Before that, we couldn't run it. And once they could run it, he started running it. Before that, he had to pass it, you know, 500 times. So that's where I don't think Zach Taylor is a bad coach. Do I think he's a great coach? No, he hasn't proven that yet. But I'll just go back to the game against the Squealers. He's got his third-string quarterback in there who really can't throw the ball, and he completely changes the offense and completely <laughs> surprises the Squealers, and we beat them. So those are the things where I think Zach has the potential to be a pretty darn good coach. You know, Lou, I'm not so sure of, but you also have to look at it this way. He took over a historically, his, and I look, go look the numbers up, historically bad defense with very, very little to no talent at all. So it's taken a while to build it up. Now, that's why this year it's put up or shut up time for, for Zach and Lou. They need to win this year. They do because they there's no excuses. Sorry, David Bell has an excuse, and it's a legit one. That bullpen is awful. It's a gaping hole in our team that the front office did nothing about. The Bengals, I don't see a gaping hole in our team this year. I really don't. Yeah, there's parts they can improve upon, but it's not like, oh, my goodness, that they, I can't believe they didn't fix the the line, the, the offense line. Oh my goodness, I can't believe they didn't fix the defense line. Oh my goodness, I can't believe they didn't, they didn't adjust the secondary. Oh, they didn't. They addressed all of it. Maybe not the way everyone wanted them to, but they got talented players in every spot. The only, like I said, the only part that I'm concerned with is in depth is the linebacking core. That's it. But I think it's nothing against Logan Wilson or Keem G- Davis Gaither. I think they're going to be great. It's if they get injured or they want to sit out of players or, or, you know, whatever they, you know, they need to rest the guys behind them. That's my concern over everything of the, the team is the depth at the linebacking core. All right. Let's see here. Rabbit. We will beat the Jags. Yeah, I, I think we will. I mean, I don't know how. I still don't understand how they're ranked higher than us. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Just got to the stream. So I don't know if you talked about this already, but. What scores would you have given us for the ESPN future power rankings? What's your opinion on the rankings? Yeah, I I was just talking about the rankings. I'll I'll pop it back up here again in case you missed it. They're ranked 29th. I'm upset because they have teams above us that I think we're better than. One big one is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, honestly, I'm not thinking we should be, Matt, I'm not saying we should be in the top five, top 
top 10, but at least 25, you know, at least put us there. I mean, I just don't understand why they put the Jag, the Jaguars above us. What do they have that that's, they think is better than the talent that the Bengals have going into this year? So, you know, that's where I'm, I'm at on that. I mean, it's not terrible, but when you put teams that I'm like, Above us, and I'm like, there, there's no way they're better than us. Talent, just talent wise, there's no way they're better than us. It, it just to be it's not doing your homework. It's just like the guy, the Boston writer, who said Cincinnati is one of the worst tailgating places in football. Obviously, he's never been here. <laughs> he said there's no place to tailgate. Have you seen Longworth Hall? Have you seen Bengal Jim's tailgate? Have you seen the Bengals Brigade? <laughs> or I mean, uh, the Bengals Bob Squad? Have you seen? There are huge tailgating areas. So it's just them not doing enough homework, I think. When if you're going to put this out on a national thing, you got to know what the hell you're talking about. And to put the Jacksonville Jaguars above us is silly, I think. All right, Foxy, what's up? Off subject. How do you feel about Cena coming back last night? I thought it was cool. I liked Cena coming back, but I wish they would have kept it on so I could see what the hell he said because or did. It went off after that. So I, I, I love Cena. So I thought it was cool. Hello. Oh, we really mentioned John Cena comments. Yep. Uh, all right. Terry. Fans love blaming coaches, managers, but some point in time, the players had to execute. Sport fans, excuse me, sports fans have so much misguided anger. It, everybody always wants to blame the manager or the coach. So, yeah, and that's where I'm. That was toward the comment of is David Bell done? I'm like, I don't think so. I don't see, I mean, I really legitly don't see how they can fire him. He's got, like I said, he's got a gaping, massive gaping hole in his bullpen. He's had it all year. And the Reds have been in this all year. This was the best first half the Reds have had since 2014. That was a while ago. And he did it with a, like I said, a massive hole in your bullpen. I think he's managed his ass off. I, I really do. So, no, you don't you don't blame David Bell for this. You blame the man upstairs who owns the team who said he didn't want to spend any money. And like I said, if he would have just kept Iglesias or he would have kept Ar- Archie Bradley, both of them, that would have at least helped. That would have been two guys that would have at least helped. So. Loki, by the way. I think you're, you're new to the show. Welcome. I, I don't remember. Unless you change your name, I don't remember anybody being Loki on here. All right. Zach has a terrible win-loss record. And the O-line are Zach's picks and passing on Sewell. Say to me he doesn't value protecting Joe. Sewell is a need. Chase is a want. It's bad coaching in my eyes. Well, that would be uh, not bad coaching. That would be bad picking, not coaching um i'll put it to you this way i've said this before on my show chase does protect joe burrow he helps him get the ball out a lot faster and he's a deep threat so the pass rush can't get to him as fast you address they address the offensive line with riley reef who is a pro bowl right tackle you address your guard need with um the the i can't think of brain cramp right now the kid they drafted out of clemson you also got spain who like i said in my opinion is going to be a really good guard for us it's a completely different offensive line 
from opening day 2020 to opening day 2021. You got two guys, Hopkins and if Hopkins is ready, and Jonah Williams. Everybody else changed. So, yes, they did do something to protect uh, Joe Burrow. And, yes, getting chased does protect Joe Burrow. So, look, yeah, I, I – I love your comments, but I, I disagree on it. And honestly, this must be the first time you're watching me because I talked about this for months before the trade. Uh, Rabbit, did they have? The, yeah, they had the Jets over us too. You're, yeah, all right. They had the Jets over us. I'm like, how? That, that's my biggest thing. Is like, do you have teams over the Bengals that I know the Bengals are more talented on paper than they are? So, all right, Terry, what's up? The Bengals are attending Jordan Matthews' workout. There are quite a few wide receiver converting to tight end, which seems to be a a bit of a trend in the NFL. Hopefully it works for Matthews and the Bengals. We'll find out. I don't know if they are interested in signing him. I, I said, I think Sample, not Sample, sorry, CJ, ooh, Zama, is going to be a really good tight end for us. And I wouldn't sleep on Thaddeus either. But, hey, I'll never, never balk at adding depth at any position you can. So I will I will take it. All right. You guys are getting on Loki about the wrestling stuff. What is this? Uh, Foxy, what would you say? Loki, don't hate us because we're wrestling fans. Sorry, Loki. world doesn't hate wrestling fans. What you got, Royal? Dear Loki, <laughs> stop giving Suo a godlike complex. This conversation is dead a dead end. We drafted Chase. Let's go. Yep. I hear. All right, Loki, what's up, buddy? Uh, I, I'm new here. Yes, I watched Anthony Kazinza's show. Love him and found you that way. Ah, oh, cool. Well, I, hey, Loki, I, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your comments. And Anthony Kazinza is a good dude. I've had him on my show a couple times. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we can discuss it. I mean, like I said, I, we've discussed it a, a million times. But then, and, and like I said, my my opinion is you don't need this. This is the reason I'll say this you don't need five Pinay souls. You don't. You need, put this way, the 88 Super Bowl team, <clears throat> excuse me, had a really good offensive lineman. One of them was a first-round pick. I was Anthony Munoz. Yeah, now he's the greatest left tackle ever. But the rest of them weren't, and they all were really good. If Jonah Williams can live up to being the first-round pick and the anchor of this offensive line, which I think he can, and Hopkins comes back healthy, and Spain plays like I think he's going to play, and Reef plays like he's going to, I think we're going to be fine. I really do. That's what people get twisted, I think. You don't have to have an all-pro at every position in the offensive line. You just have to have five guys who are cohesive, working together, and can protect the quarterback and open up the run, open up holes for the run. And I think they had those guys. And don't sleep on Frank Pollock. I think getting Frank Pollock is the biggest move for the Bengals in this offseason. I think he is a game-changer for us. So that's another reason why I think our offensive line. And look, they just hired Frank Pollock and they made him the run coordinator. I'm pretty sure they value his opinion. And 
never heard one time of him standing on the table saying, we got to get Panay Sewell. We got to get him. Not one time. So if Frank Pollock is okay with the guys he has, then I'm okay with the guy, guys he has. All right, let's see here. Rabbit says, welcome, Loki. Yep, Welcome to the family, Loki. I pre- Like I said, I appreciate you coming on and check it out. I'm live every day at 530, Monday through Friday. Rabbit. All I say about Chase is when Joe freaking Burrow and Jamar Chase light it up this year, we'll be very happy. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I they are the, – the NFL Network is slating them as breakout players this year. So, yes, we're not getting a lot of pub for how good our team can be, but that's what I don't get. There are some people that are predicting that all three of – the wide receivers can get a thousand yards and 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 and, and mixing can get you know fifteen hundred. So if they do that, then how the hell are the Bengals ranked 29th? <laughs> you know, if they if our offense creates that much, there's no way we're gonna be eight and eight or or or, or nine and seven or whatever. We're gonna be we're gonna be 10, 10 and five, 11 and six. You know, if our offense is as good as we think it's gonna be and the way it should be. It's going to be huge, and they, yeah, you're like, well, they got to have the ball. <clears throat> True, but if they're scoring that much and they have that many yards, they're going to have the ball. So, all right, let's see here, uh, da, da, da. Terry. Let's see here. Chase is working out with Brandon Marshall, which is pretty good. Yeah, Brandon Marshall was a very good wide receiver. So anything he can do to help Chase would be awesome. All right, Loki, everyone. Can disagree with me about Chase Sewell, Sewell, it's okay. I still love you guys, and I took to disagree because we are still agreeing on the important thing. We love the Bengals and we want them to win. Exactly, Loki. I mean, hey, what is sports talk? It's agreeing to disagree. You, you have arguments. You know, not everybody agrees on the same thing, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, it's it's okay to have difference of opinion around here. It doesn't mean we have to not like anybody because of that. That is perfectly fine, and that's the way it should work. If you know somebody doesn't like your opinion about something, doesn't mean they don't like you. You know, I mean, people don't like my opinion about about stuff. They still watch me, and I, I appreciate them coming on. So I have no problem with people having differences of opinion. You know, I might get passionate about it. You know, like with David Bell, which. I'm just passionate. I'm not mad. I'm just passionate where I'm just like, this isn't David Bell's fault. This is the ownership's fault. So I, I, so I'm not mad. I just get passionate. Rabbit. He says, that's right, my friend. We bleed orange and black. Who freaking day? All right. If the stars align the right way, the Bengals could make it to the AFC championship game. I, Terry, I really do. And hey, I, Loki, if you're still there, I know all these other guys have seen my bold prediction. Is this it? Yes. So, Loki, you can see this is my bold prediction. I got us going 11 and 6. Yes, I have us losing to the Raiders, but I have us beating the Chiefs. And maybe you might want to flip flop those. I don't know. But to me, the Bengals have a very good chance to get off to a good start. I mean, look, Minnesota and Chicago are no joke. Chicago's defense is unbelievable. We're gonna uh, their quarterback situation is where I'm kind of like I think we can beat them. Minnesota, 
the reason I think that's a winning they're winning a, we win that game is one it's at home where uh, it's gonna be full capacity everybody's be going nuts Joe Burrow in his first game at a full Paul Brown Stadium as long as they're not too overexcited the Vikings are underachieving team for years I love Zim Zim's I, I, I love Zim but they're a very underachieving team so I think that's a win Sears is a win Jaguars is a win if Aaron Rodgers is not with Green Bay which I think he's going to be that could be a win, but I have it as a loss because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. Then you got Detroit. So you get off to a good start. A lot of things can happen. I mean, look at the Reds. I said this at the beginning of I said this at the beginning of every year, every baseball season. You have got to get off to a good start. They got off to a great start. Yeah, they went turn around and lost seven in a row after that, but still that great start helped them to get to where they're at right now and stay in this thing. So, all right, let's see here. Hootay Nation Madden, what's up, buddy? Uh, if you don't mind, go to the YouTube channel. And please subscribe to my channel. I would greatly appreciate it. But welcome to the show, brother. Hey, brother. I still have to oh, go to YouTube and subscribe. There you go. Uh, the Bengals have been hated on, disrespected for years. Let's quiet the haters and show out this year. Hootay, let's earn our respect. Exactly. And that's the thing. I'm not saying the Bengals are going to go out there and it's going to be a cakewalk. It is by no means going to be a cakewalk. I mean, it's going to be tough. And another point, I can't remember who brought this up to me, but everybody, put it this way. The guys that are in the key positions on these teams have all won in college. They all won. Joe Burrow won. Uh, Jonah Williams won. Jamar Chase won. T. Higgins won. They're all winners. They know how to win. And if you play in that college football playoff, that's that's as much pressure as playing in an NFL playoff game, if not more. You know? So these guys know what pressure is, and they know what it takes to win because of the college programs that they came from, the games they played in. So I don't think they're going to be jittery. I, I think, and I they know it's going to be hard work. That's why they all showed up at OTAs, every single one of them. I don't think, like I said, I don't think any team can claim that except the Bengals. So they know they got to put the work in. They know they got stuff to do. And they're willing to do it. Brandon, what's up, buddy? Let's see here. I feel we had a good season, that's for sure. Better than last year is all I want. Look, Brandon, I'll tell you this. If Joe Burrow didn't get hurt last year, I think we got a chance of of potentially going eight and eight at the end of the year. Close, close to a, a close to a winning or not winning, but close to a five hundred record. If Burrow doesn't get hurt last year, because that offense was clicking, passing game wise, it was clicking. They were throwing the ball all over the place on everybody. <clears throat> all right, well, yep, the Steelers Squealers have signed Melvin Ingram today. They're still trash. Yeah, I mean, I don't and I don't see now I can't stand the, the squealers. But I'm trying to look at it as talent wise. They lost three, but two guys off their offensive line, which wasn't very good last year. They lost their fullback. They they're they Ben's getting older. I mean, I know Thomason is a, is a really good coach. And I respect the hell out of him. And I know he's never had a losing season, but there's a first time for everything, you know? 
I, I just cannot see, especially as talented as, I'm sorry, the, the Rat Birds and the Clowns and the Bengals are. I don't see it talent wise. If you look at all those teams, the squealers have the least amount of talent, <laughs> you know? So that's where I'm like, I don't see why people think they're going to do so good. Other than the fact that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. So we'll see. Crip. What up, buddy? I know the reason why Lou is so bad as a DC. <laughs> he got hit in the head by flying <laughs> at the Buffalo game. When he was coaching Miami. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, who needs Jeremy? I got crypto to make me lose the show. <laughs> oh, all right. Anthony C. Ingram is 31 coming off injury. Yeah. And that, I mean, if it was such a great signing, I agree with you, Anthony. Why is he just signing now? So. I uh, see a crown said, if we finish eight and eight, that means no chase. Uh, you mean Chase? Well, you're saying Chase got injured? Uh, you know, <laughs> I already read it, Crip. Sorry, <laughs> he said, Don't read it. I already read it. <laughs> it's all good. I, I didn't I didn't say the one word, <laughs> but anyway, let's see. What oh, yeah, I got I got some more stuff. I got, I got a lot of Bengal stuff today. Now, we're trying to get to here. Um, now this was cool that we could watch. The Bengals at prime time, the NFL Network, will be broadcasting the Bengals versus the Washington football game. The football team, I had the date here. Uh, where is that? Uh, August, August 29th. Yeah, August 29th at 8 o'clock. So we can watch them. Hey, it's preseason football. I mean, dude, I'll take any kind of football right now. And to be honest, I'm so fired up. And so ready. And that's why I'll put this back up there again. I said at the beginning of the show, but this is really cool. Thursday, make sure you guys keep a heads up because Elizabeth Blackburn and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be announcing the inaugural um, Ring of Honor, the inaugural members of the Ring of Honor. It'll be on Thursday. So we'll see who's all in. Like I said, if it's not Ken Riley, Ken Anderson, I'll be surprised, along with Paul Brown and the greatest left tackle in football history, Anthony Munoz. So we definitely got to keep an eye out for that. Uh, okay, Loki, you're back. What's up? Um, I want to send love to Elizabeth Blackburn, Blackburn's way. I've been a Bengals fan since 1986, and this is the first time I've ever seen anyone from the Bengals ownership show some real pride on the public spectrum. I agree with you. And somebody, I think Bengals captain or Bengals stormtrooper, or maybe it was Bengalorian. I don't remember. Somebody tweeted out and I retweeted it that I really wish Elizabeth Blackburn would have her own Twitter account. That would be kind of cool. So, you know, us Bengals fans can show her love and show her how much we love what she's doing and repping the Bengals and, and, and getting it out there. Cause for years, you know, it seemed like the Bengals were cold and, 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 and lethargic and, didn't care about the fan base, didn't do anything. Well, Elizabeth Blackburn came here and has changed all that. So I really would like her to get a Twitter handle so we can talk to her. All right. Crown or not crown Royal for flush. Terry agree crown. If we finish eight and eight, then we draft in the middle of the pack and we don't. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree with you on that. If we if we finish eight and eight, yes. Now, now I've said this before, Terry and Crown, that it was it's a blessing in disguise. You know, if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt and they go eight and eight, no, we don't get chased. So that, I'm always I'm always trying to look at stuff, you know, the optimistic point of view. Um, now that we went through it and it looks like Burrow's gonna be fine. I'm not going to say I'm happy about it, but I think it's going to be a, a good thing in the long run because we have Chase and we have Burrow and we have Higgins and we have Boyd. Oh, my. It's going to be fun to watch them play. Rabbit, any Bengals football is good for me. Exactly. Yep, Anthony, you are right. The jungle is back at full capacity. I can't wait near can I? And I, I had the picture here. And if you guys want to go to my – go to my – uh TikTok, I did a, a cool little TikTok announcing that. and But, yep, it is at full capacity. It is going to be a lot of fun to hang out with everybody down there. Uh, will Burrow play in the preseason? I hope not, Crown, but I wouldn't be surprised. You heard him. He said he wouldn't mind getting into a series and knocking the rust off. I don't know if Mike Brown and Zach are going to let him or Duke are going to let him, but I have a feeling he is going to try to do that. So I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll see. Greatest show on the internet. <laughs> Thanks, Crypt. I appreciate it, buddy. I try. I try a lot. I appreciate the, I appreciate the love, man. You watch me every single day. Chris, what's up, brother? Who day? Excited for the family or friends and family training day on the 31st. Exactly. That is a week from this Saturday. I have tickets. I plan on going. So if you guys are down there and you see me, say, hey, what's up, Ice? And uh, it's going to be fun. I I can't wait because there's multiple um, other game, uh, there's other training camps that the fans can attend. And I was looking those up earlier on my app, and I should have wrote it down. But there's like three other ones that I think uh, uh, I'd look at later. Um, I'll try to find that later and and tweet it out and put it on the Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. So you guys can check it out. Uh, Anthony, you're going to the Jags. There's going to be a lot. There's a lot of guys going to the Jags game. A lot of people say they're going to the Jags game. I'll be there. I'm going to all of them. Come say hi. I'll be in section 158 in the south end zone, the Tiger Den. That's what I'm calling it. Terry, the crowd is better. At least three false stars for the Vikings. Excuse me. The energy in the stadium will be the reason the Bengals beat Minnesota. That's exactly what I'm saying. As long as the Bengals can keep their cool, you know. I know they've been in big games and stuff, but they're going to be so fired up to play in front of a full stadium. It had to be hard as hell to play in front of Little to no fans last year, so I think it's going to be, uh, I, yeah. And that's and that we have to go there and be loud, be crazy. And I'll give it to Bengals captain. He even said this. What I agree with him. I think Bengals fans should go into the game earlier than we normally do. Let's get in there. Let's show these Bengals players how much we miss them, how much we support them, how much we we got their back. You know, I know we all want to go have fun, drink at the tailgate and everything. Do that. Come into the game earlier than you normally do so we can just 
show our support and hopefully scare the crap out of the Vikings. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see here. Who they Madden? Hey, do you know where I could probably order some Bengals merch where I stay? I don't have Bengals. They don't have much Bengals stuff, or they don't have Bengals stuff at all. I get it right. Um, yeah, you can go to Bengals Pro Shop uh, online. You can order order it there, or you can go down. I don't know where you live, but yeah, Bengals Pro Shop. Um, definitely online. There's lots of different guys uh, creating stuff. I mean, I know Bengalorian's got stuff. I know Zim Huday's got stuff. So there's lots of Bengals uh, content on Twitter. Uh, you can follow and try to get stuff there, but definitely the Bengals Pro Shop would be a really good one to go check out. And the oh, cool. You're normally sitting 158. Yep. I if you're there, that's that's where I'll be. That's my my section. I'll be down there. Okay. Uh Loki, I live in Washington State, so I'm not privy to news in Ohio, but I saw something about the Bengals contract expiring with Cincinnati in a few years. Is that true? Or that being talked about? Yes, it's true. 2025, the stadium contract um expires. And now that's another reason why. I <laughs> it's gonna sound bad, but I think this is another reason why the Bengals have changed because they want people to get excited because they want us to renew their their lease. Which I will tell you guys this: if we lose the Bengals, we will not get an NFL team back. There's not NFL doesn't want a team here in Cincinnati. Um, so we need to make sure we keep the Bengals here. Uh, I I really would be shocked. With the momentum they have going right now, if the Bengals can win a Super Bowl in the next three years, which I'm saying the next three years is the time frame to get it done, because that's when all the young guys are signed. Before we have to back the Brinks truck up and pay Joe Burrow, let's get it done. So yeah, if they win a Super Bowl and they do all that, yeah, I, I'm not really that worried about the Bengals leaving. I don't really think the Browns want to leave, but. And from what I understand is they don't want a new stadium. They just want the same stadium they had. They just want to get some help, you know, maintaining it, you know? So uh, hopefully they will get a practice bubble sometime soon. That would help. It just attract players and things like that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm very excited about the Bengals season. Um, I'm still excited about the Reds. I, like I said, we're seven games out. We got to get back on the winning streak here. Hopefully the bullpen will step up. Maybe the front office will step up and we'll make a trade or something and get us back into this. But we'll see. Now, it's almost 5.30. Or excuse me, 6.30. Time for me to roll on out of here. But before I do, I'd like to give a shout out to the Facebook groups that let me live stream on their pages. And I appreciate every single one of them. Hootay Nation, Bengals Nation, Bengals Hootay Nation, Cincinnati Bengals the Jungle, Bearcat Country. Like I said, Bearcats are going to be fun this year in football. Oh, watch out in basketball. I think we're going to be pretty competitive in basketball too. Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, which is just a show page of mine I do. You can go in there, belly up to the bar, have some conversations, have some fun. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. Like I said, you can follow me on TikTok. That is at Iceman90, but you can find all of them under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'll be pulling a sign off later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. 
I'm on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you download the podcast. You like it. You tell your friends about it. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, like I said, we are down a little bit. I'm at 1,240 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Let's try to get that rolling. Like I said, if I get to 10,000, which that's a ways away, I will be giving away a Bengals jersey or something of that nature. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Sports with Strawberry Ice. Make sure they like, subscribe, and share. If you're watching this on any of the other platforms, Facebook, Twitter, do me a favor. Go to the YouTube channel. Click on Sports with Strawberry Ice. Click the button to subscribe. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. And other than that, as my man, which Loki, you're new to the show. I usually have sometimes. Well, I haven't had him in a while. I have a coast. He's busy at work. Football season's coming. His work will slow down. Jeremy. Dimebag these nuts Dean will be back someday. But as he would say, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Reds have got to get this win tonight. Big win has to happen. Get back on the horse and let's go. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!